Jamesy the Band. Find their music at jamesythebandband.bandcamp.com. Shout out to my cousin, Cole Hem, singer-songwriter, with the band Jamesy. The shadows never last. to the broadcast. Time to take off the mask. Hello, I'm Charles, and you're listening to The Fool's Journey once again. Tonight's broadcast will be an introduction to past life regression therapy. I am not a trained past life regression therapist at all. I am a trained meditator. I'm a trained um, imaginator. I can imagine really well. And so to tell you a little bit about past life regression, it is a... Um, hypnotic trance or hypnotic state in which you're even encouraged to use your imagination to stimulate the flow of experience. And the reason I say experience is to me I'm, I'm undetermined and it's not even important to me whether the experience is in fact an actual memory from my soul of a past life, although I'm happy to believe that, I must remain skeptical enough to imagine that it could just be my straight-up imagination filtering my emotions via, via subconscious dreams, whatever you want to call it, creativity. 
This is a recording of my first session. Edited out of the recording are some more mundane aspects of it, as well as the proprietary information of how the practitioner, my therapist, Nick, um, was able to get me into a suggestive hypnotic state. And for me, what this state felt like was I was just very relaxed, I was open to suggestion, and when I was asked a question, I used my mind's eye and my imagination to answer the questions. In doing that, I was struck with all sorts of impressions, as you will see, a very vivid story of a past life. Now, what I will say is that I did learn a lot from this story. I did learn a lot from also contacting my subconscious mind, my, my soul, in other words. And through contacting him, I was able to, through my therapist, Nick, ask a question. And the question I asked was, why do I suffer. And that is with the assumption that I am the creator of my own reality, and therefore why do I allow myself to suffer? Intuitively and intellectually, I've already done enough self-discovery to realize that I have been... I am prone to attachments. And it comes out quite clearly and quite humorously in a conversation I have with my higher self. Another thing going on during this time period, because this is weeks ago now, is I was really suffering and have been for a while. We're talking years, maybe even my entire current life. I've been suffering with women. Women. Why? Why do I suffer? Why do I suffer with women? I love women more than, more than men. It's true. I'm sorry, dudes. Um, I don't think men really take offense to that statement anyhow. But I really love women and adore them and then become heartbroken by the women I'm, I love most. My mother, one of my sisters even my wife sometimes. Thankfully not my daughter. Um, her and I have a special bond. Uh, we are on the same wavelength, which is kind of fun. But even that comes up in this past life regression. This is such an interesting experience, and I remember it clearly. I even remember dialogue that, is, that was internal only and did not come out in the recording. For instance, when I say my name is Jacob, before saying Jacob, a stutter of sounds that sounded like Jacob started in my mind's eye, like, Yak, Yak, Jacob. And other things, like at the end of the broadcast, you'll hear that 
my subconscious mind speaks to myself and answering the question I leave, why do I suffer? He speaks in a nursery rhyme or a nursery song. And not in the recording, but in my own memory, my subconscious mind was laughing his ass off and said to me, I wrote that song or we wrote that song. You see, in the subconscious mind, I and we can be said simultaneously. Boundaries do not exist if you properly enter your higher levels of consciousness. And this is where perhaps time travel and perhaps space travel, astral travel are possible in the mind's eye, in imagination, perhaps itself a dimension of reality. But that's for you to ponder this evening as you listen to my experience. And there will be more to come because I have had another and I will be doing much of this therapy because I am in need of therapy and regular therapists aren't going to interest a guy like me. Hmm. You know, I need a little bit more creativity to get along. And I'll leave it at that. And this is a higher type of learning. Please respect its science. Please do not think it's a bunch of poppycosh and hogwash. Just because I've used the words past life regression and hypnotism. Understand that I am entering a type of language with myself, of subconscious language, of emotional imagery. This is the language I enter when I do the quote-unquote past life regression. You do not have to believe in past lives, although it must be helpful, in order to succeed at a similar type of therapy. The therapy is talking to oneself, understanding oneself more, through asking questions, through hearing answers, and through hearing stories. Stories which describe emotions and where they come from. I learned about myself that I long for my mother's love. Something that, even though I had a very loving mother for most of my childhood, for all of my childhood, why most? No, all. I still had some feelings, longing for love. And as an adult, I found that my mother was manifesting things that were dysfunctional in her actions and behaviors. Things that were part of her journey, but, but they did affect me in very subtle ways. Although, perhaps this scientifically is why I yearned for love. Maybe there was some deficiency in the translation of those behaviors, but also maybe... 
it was simply from this past life of Jacob, which you will now hear on the fool's journey. I mean, come on. Who else is releasing their own past life regression therapy? Move beyond that time. Move to the time of your birth. If you want to do so, you may pause to note the time of your birth. 4.20 a.m. Okay. July 1st, 1980. Mm-hmm. And what's happening? Who's there? My mom, my father, the doctor and nurses. Mm-hmm. What kind of emotions do you feel? Cold. Mm -hmm. At first it felt cold and even emotionally cold. Okay. Like a rejection or an ignoring. And then I was warm in my mother's bosom. Okay. But then cold again. Emotionally cold again? Yeah. Okay. impacted by the relief of the safety and warmth of my mother's bosom. Okay. Or impacted by the cold and solitude. So here, what's happened is I've just got started just got relaxed and started remembering my birth, as you heard. And look at that. I was told that I was born at 4.20 a.m. I was also told that I was um, put in a room with lots of other babies and uh, just uh, hourly care from nurses, and not my the bosom of my mother's love. Um, for I think a day or two, I was basically alone in a, in a cradle with very little physical contact, uh, kind of herded with a bunch of other babies. And we didn't have contact with each other. We were just probably all scared. And perhaps that trauma, what could have been a trauma to my young personality, is one of the reasons why I yearn for love. But let's get onward and go deeper into this journey. Let's see if I can go 
past the veil of the memory of this life and into the realm of another life. What do you perceive? A meadow? Yeah. Mountains and water. Okay. Lots of green. Lots of rock. Mm -hmm. There's a village. Okay. With thatch roof houses. Okay. And do you live there? I believe so. Okay. I have seen my reflection in the water. Okay, what do you look like? Rather tall, young, blonde boy. Okay. Young man. Mm-hmm. And what's your name? Jacob. Okay. So tell me, Jacob, what are you experiencing? happening around you? What are you doing? I get the sense that my mother is mean to me. Okay. Hmm. She's over me. Pardon me? She's over me. Okay. She's on top of you? No, standing over me. Okay. That may be an emotional. I see. Other than that, the village is peaceful and beautiful. Mm. You like the village? Yes. Okay. So you live with your mother in the village? No. Okay. Who do you live with? And where do you live? I think I live alone. Okay. And how old are you? my teens or early 20s okay. why do you live home I prefer um, the blue sky the peacefulness okay. prefer to what Home, I guess. Where your mother lives? Yeah. Okay. I don't know who my father is. Okay. Her 
perhaps he raped my mother. When did you move out? Twelve. <clears throat> and I still love my mother. She's otherwise a good person. Okay. But she's mean to you? Yes. Okay. I want to point out here that during these long pauses, I'm so emotional that I'm actually crying. This is very real to me. And these emotions correspond with my emotional state during the period of this session. Do you have any siblings, Jacob? No. <clears throat> yes, I do. Okay. I have a small sister. Okay. And what's your relationship with your sister like? Um, loving and caring. Mm -hmm. What's your sister's name? Sarah. Okay. What color eyes does Sarah have? Blue. Mm-hmm. She's about three to five. Okay. When you're how old? About 18. Okay. And does she have a different father from you? Yes. Mm -hmm. And what's her relationship like with your mother? Does that bear any relation to you? Yeah. She loves us both, but uh, our mother poisons her mind against me, mm -hmm. doesn't like hers. You grow apart? I think I always stay within reach. Mm. And she's, she always breaks mother's wishes and comes to visit. That's nice. Younger sister, Sarah, we gather her name is, is poisoned against me by our mother. 
and is not allowed to come and see me. But she disobeys and comes to see me because I always live within arm's reach or within accessibility of the times. Now find a time when you were with somebody, maybe your sister, someone with whom you have a strong connection, and tell me about the meaning of that connection for your life. Maybe an event. I'm calm, <clears throat> wise, and uh, mild-mannered, and gain respect from the village. Okay. Some of, I'm feeling a group of some of the village elders or patriarchs. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm quite honored and appreciated by them. Mm-hmm. What's your role in the village? But not my mother. Mm. I feel that my role is a peacekeeper or a teacher or something like that. Okay. A farmer. Mm -hmm. And also a warrior. Okay. Or simply a strong defender. Mm -hmm. Where is this town? What's in the surrounding area? We are Norsemen. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know where because that doesn't matter. Okay. Does the time matter? Is Viking times? Okay. Raids? We're, we're a peaceful village. Mm-hmm. Now, please move to the time of an important event fairly early in that life. So interestingly, during this long pause, I'm actually reliving the event I'm about to tell. And it was painful as well, which is why it comes out so teary. I find out that I'm the son <clears throat> of a great warrior and famous man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Viking King. When did you find this out? How old are you? A young man. Mm -hmm. I think when... 
my mother's love changed for me. How did you find out? She had told me. Mm-hmm. Abusively, I guess. Okay. And uh, soon after, I was told by one of the townspeople, village people. Mm-hmm. I think I found out much later, though. Uh, not soon after, much later. After I reminded them of my father mm-hmm. in battle. There was a mix of pride and shame. Okay. Tell me about that. I became known as a very capable warrior. Mm-hmm. Very ferocious in the battlefield. As famous as my father. Okay. Who defiled my mother. And who I was angry towards. Mm -hmm. It's a bit hard to hear, so I'll help. But what I said is that I was angry on my father, who I was like, who was a famous Viking king who had raped my mother caused me okay. so much pain. You're very well. Move to a significant time, perhaps in the middle of that life. Maybe a little later. What's happening? I'm literally at the head of the table. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the same town. Okay. I'm a just leader. Merciful, but not as merciful as I could be. Okay. Say I'd operate with ex- with in perfect harmony with with justice, except when emotionally triggered. Okay. With the feeling, with the feelings of my mother. The situation of my mother and father. Okay. And when has that come up in your judgments? Or your situations? I would be extra harsh with any rapist. Okay. 
for example. Yeah. Or any abuser of children. Mm -hmm. Who I would then abuse. Later, remember. I later realized that this is uh, the abuse was with intent, but later realized that it was ill intent. As I uh, grew older and, and calmer. But I did not allow myself to feel regret or remorse. For the abuse? Yeah. Gave myself a pass for being in the role and fulfilling it to the best of my abilities in the current moment. So, this is pretty heavy now. I've just admitted to rising to the status of ruler but allowing my emotional triggers to cause me to be downright abusive as a judge towards rapists and child abusers. And do you have a family at this point? Any significant? Yes. Okay. I believe a not so significant other Okay. And children? I don't see any. Okay. Any significant relations, friendships later in life? I try to reconnect with my sister. We love each other. Mm -hmm. We're truly grown apart. Yes. In social class or ge geography. Mm -hmm. When's the last time you see your sister or communicate with her? She's beside me when I die. Okay. And what do you share with one another when you die? Here, in my mind's eye, I'm watching myself die. As a Viking king, huge in stature, even lying down, old and frail with my sister Sarah, an old woman, beside me. Just glances of unconditional love. Mm -hmm.
acknowledgement of our pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. Do you speak about your mother? to intuitively know that she was wrong and why she was wrong and mm. here I venture off deep into imagery of me traveling as an older man middle aged as my to my mother's funeral a mother I had not seen in decades a mother who had treated me with discontent a mother who knew what I had become. Who knew that even though the man that raped her was corrupted, the man she raised was not. She acknowledged <clears throat> my struggle mm -hmm. and told me she was proud of me for my endurance. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you appreciate that very much. So, this was a memory that, or an experience, and, or a dream, or an imagination, which came out of me during a time of introspection. We went into trance. We asked, we were, you know, talking about certain things in my life as mentioned, and then this came out. But now, now that we had exercised my imagination or my connectivity to my mind's eye, my higher self, my Akashic record, after this, we went to my subconscious mind to ask the important question. So I have a question written down here. Why do you allow yourself to suffer? Tell Charles that's him, not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, what can he do about it? He has to be more free. Okay, how can he do that? Let go of all his attachments. Uh-huh. Cause him suffering. Okay, what kind of attachments? Here. Mm-hmm. 
is lust and greed. Mm -hmm. His wanting to be perfect. Mm -hmm. It's pretty exhausting. Yeah. So what can he do to easily get rid of these things? And how do they show up in his life? In specific ways? What specific implementations can get rid of these attachments? We need to reconnect. Okay. How? Become more intimate. Uh-huh. Between Charles and myself. Okay. And how do you plan on achieving that? Both of you. All of you. To realize that he is the center of his universe. Mm -hmm. And to properly practice that. He's already there. Mm -hmm. He's just attached. Okay. Is there something he should do more of? Specifically? He needs to do less of okay. giving away his power. Mm -hmm. And where does he give away his power most? To his fears and insecurities. He Why? Gives them to people. Why does he do that? He gives them to he. He misinterprets other people's judgments of him. Okay. I know that they're just acting out bad behavior towards him because of his greatness. Mm -hmm. But he, he gives them, he gives them authority to, he, he gives their ideas authority when he doesn't, when he shouldn't. How can Charles recognize his own authority? The authority of the center of his universe. Uh, by trusting uh -huh. himself. He needs to trust himself. In spite of it all. He's mostly in tune. He needs to trust. Mm-hmm. exercise that connection and that intimacy.
What are some ways that the experiences of this life that Charles has regressed today? What are some ways that those experiences can be integrated or recognized in the healing of his personality, his expression, his authority, his power, his relationships, his understanding, his wisdom, his articulation, his confidence, and his integrity. For whatever purposes best suit forgiveness to all parties especially the self mm -hmm. acceptance Acceptance of others, acceptance of self. Both are important. Acceptance of self is really important. Mm -hmm. Understanding, compassion, mm -hmm. much of the suffering of Jacob's life. compassion and understanding, real understanding. Okay. Most of this, much of the suffering of Charles's life is the same. How is that understanding of the avoidance of suffering in Jacob's life being integrated into this current life, Charles's life? Charles has a chance for us to really break it, break mm -hmm. the cycle, to really let go, forgive, be, be one with both the pillars, severity and mercy. Mm -hmm. Beyond any unnecessary novelty, what significance can be integrated from the relationship between Jacob and Sarah 
in Charles's life. It's twofold. In one way, Sarah was a symbol of acceptance and understanding mm -hmm. towards both me and my mother. Mm -hmm. And in another way, she was a symbol of innocence and purity, which to cherish, protect, and, and uh, like flourish. These are themes in Charles's life too. Okay. Is the personality of Sarah as an individual significant in this life? I have a strong intuition. Uh, my daughter Sophia is one and the same. Okay. Beautiful. Just take a moment to ground that in. We've been in lives together many times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to address at this time? despite the social context of our roles. We are true friends and partners. Mm -hmm. Yourself and Sophia. Correct. Is there anything else? Yes. Okay. Charles will enjoy this. Okay. To remember. Yeah. The nursery rhyme, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Okay. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. Okay. And to take it literally, mm -hmm. sometimes. Yep. This is where my subconscious told me, we wrote that. Happy to conclude at this time? Yes. Okay. That was good. Now you are ready for the journey back to what is called the present time. You may bring back with you anything that is helpful and beneficial. Slowly open your eyes, remove the eye covering. You are wide awake, alert, 
feeling refreshed and feeling great. Welcome back. Good to be back. And there you have it. So this experience gave me lots of food for thought, as would a regular therapy session. Caused me to look at things from many new perspectives. It caused me to change the way I judged others, change the way I understood myself. And I thought it was valuable. You will hear more about this. And perhaps my therapist, Nick, will be willing to do an interview about this and other ideas and learning and healing. Goodbye for now. Fool's Journey. Out. Special thanks to Jamesy the Band, jamesytheband.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening to The Fool's Journey.